Hey everyone, it's the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we break down some of the biggest bombs that have hit theaters, and today's bomb is 2011's Mars Needs Moms. Fact is, Mars Needs Moms. What the heck does that mean? That's a great question. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll tell you what the heck that means. Uh, so, open fifth, fifth <laughs> on its opening week uh, behind Battle LA. I don't know if you remember that Thomas Jane movie. I don't. One of your, <laughs> yeah. It's where aliens attack uh, uh, Los Angeles because they're stealing the seawater. <clears throat> oh, you know, I do remember that vaguely. Yeah. Watched yeah, that yeah. one time. Okay. Uh, it it was also behind Rango, one of your favorites. Oh, one of my, yeah, way up there. So Red good. Riding Hood, uh, that werewolf movie. Okay. Uh, The Adjustment Bureau, a Matt Damon film where he had a magic hat, uh, and yeah. it dropped to eighth in its second week when Limitless, the Bradley Cooper film, and Paul, the Seth Rogen alien film, came out. It made thirty nine million of a budget of one hundred fifty million, and is the worst loss for a Disney branded animated film. Um, the worst loss for a Disney film, of course, was John Carter. We've already done that, mm. um, but now we've covered their second, like, you know, title owner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> boy, this movie. Uh, this movie is let's just responsible for uh, of Mars dropping from John Carter, apparently. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> this movie is responsible for us not going back and exploring Mars anymore. I think, <laughs> like, even even the United States is like, we're just done. We're not going there anymore. <laughs> I, I want to tell you right now, when I found out that this was a book that was written by uh, uh, Berkeley Breath Breathed or however you say his name, the guy who wrote Bloom County, an opus, would I learn that? And how this movie was changed so much, even after it was finished, I was so disappointed. This movie is one of the few films that I watched, and I was it wasn't high on my scale as I finished it, but during research, it just kept plummeting. Nice. And sometimes I do research first. For animated films, I always do research second. Uh, I know it sounds stupid, but I have a logic behind it. Regardless, let's talk about it. You know how many fucking bugs they <laughs> so many probes in so many holes. That reminds me of a big had to be an ass joke. Oh my god, let's talk about it. Jesse, I'm gonna start you off with the most important question about this film. No, oh, do it. Would you fuck that alien? Uh, I'd, fuck, I'd fuck that alien. Yeah, I'm just gonna okay. say she's got some cheeks on her. She has I, some hips. I was about to say, I actually my first note <laughs> is Martians be packing cake. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they drew her in such a way, and you I was like, "God damn, she got some hips." Way. Animators, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> like Gribble's, like I'm gonna stay on Mars. I'm like, yeah, fuck, man, I would too, buddy. <laughs> right. You're not gonna get that here, buddy. <laughs> not gonna get the not backward like knees and the. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, imagine. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. And I can't like, imagine what those backwards knees <laughs> could do. Like I, like I know this is a kids' film, but I'm gonna completely go deep into this backwards I'm, knees. Oh, that was that's a bad a new, wording, phrasing. That's a new kink for me. <laughs> 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 I, I, the one of the first shots of her, she like kind of walks up, and it's like a from behind shot, and it's like a straight shot of her ass, and the kids kind of over the top of it, and I, I even jokingly was because I was watching it with someone, I go, God damn, she got cheeks, and then like we were joking around, and then when he was like flirting with her and stuff, I'm like, oh, he's gonna clap the alien cheeks, and like. It's I, I didn't I haven't seen the film so I didn't know where it was going and it's like that's definitely where it's going yeah totally and here's my thing not to get too vulgar but do they have vaginas I have no idea they pop out of the ground that's yeah the only they come thing out of the know. ground but do that's they like all we lay know an about egg their birth maybe I, I don't know okay. how does the egg get fermented if the males are is separated it, is it like a grub situation and we saw them naked. Because the babies are naked. Yeah. And not saying that, like, oh, well, they didn't show genitalia on a baby. That's a really weird thing to say. Yeah, it's all side like, shots and butt cheeks. Yeah. yeah it's, but... Like, they clearly just have a butt, yeah. which I guess that's all you need if you're, like, just going. I mean, if you're going to town could on an alien. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Multi-purpose. I mean... Even though they're furry. It's, it's yeah. like, I guess they don't drink milk. I, I don't know. I'm I, I I'm very confused no on the alien. Uh, the life like, cycle. The life cycle, the birthing cycle. Everything about it is fucking weird, by the way. <laughs> and it's one of those situations where it's film and you're not supposed to think too much about it. But I'll tell you right now, if you watch even five minutes of this film and you see Key's big old thick ass on screen, you'll go, how you fuck that alien? <laughs> <laughs> And then what's funny, uh, when you put in Mars Needs Moms in, like, Google search, like, images, it doesn't take long before you start running into, like, Rule 34 shit. Oh, God. Of course. Other people are on board for this. They're like, yeah, I'd fuck that alien. For sure. Of course. For sure. For sure we fucked that alien. <laughs> but, yeah, Dan Fogler's fucking aliens. Yeah. There he is. Oh, man. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet he says that every time. Oh yeah, <laughs> got to be a mess to clean up because they're covered in like hair, you know. So Jesus, <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know if they go to the bathroom. I have no idea. They seem to wear those suits all the time. Anyway, oh, yeah. stop talking about her body. Let's talk about Gribble's body. How is he so fat? What is he oh, eating right, so much of? Right. Not only how is he so fat, but I mean, wow. See, he's, he's so wearing, athletic for so fat, too. Yeah, and he's wearing a weight belt to keep himself weighted Way down. down. Yeah. So it's not like he's atrophied from the low gravity because he's made himself heavier to compensate. But yeah, yeah. he's huge. Well, when he gets back on Earth, he's like he's standing there just fine, which doesn't make any sense. If he's been on if he's been on that planet for what 20 25 years yeah you think he'd have a little wobbliness going on just yeah well the gravity would just cause him to, like his bones to crush yeah you would think especially key and she was fine as well like i know it's not that big of a gravity difference but they definitely wouldn't just stand there just fine no i think what mars is a mars about a third Something like that. We did the math before when we did John Carter we of Mars. And did. Frankly, so, I don't feel like getting into it again. But. Uh, uh, Mars is 0.375 that of Earth, so about a third. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, still, you're that heavy, 
and you've never had that much weight on your knees, you get to, you start getting to earth, you're gonna like fucking buckle under that. You're gonna have backwards knees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because if you weighed two hundred pounds, uh, oh, this guy, this guy weighs well over two hundred pounds. Yeah, but if you did, this guy's three fifty. You would be used minimum. to that on Mars. When you came back to Earth, that. 200 pounds you're used to would actually feel more like 500 or so pounds. Yeah. And why why make him so fat? Like, uh, I'm a fat guy, so I enjoy seeing a fat guy on screen, but why? Fat's funny. It's a weird choice to me to make him morbidly obese like that. I, I don't know. I think maybe they were going for um, innocent, cherubic you know, because he was a kid and he never grew up from being a kid. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe they think, in general, fat guys look closer to children? I, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's... Weird, but... Fogler, I like Fogler. Oh, yeah. He's doing, like, his best Seth Rogen impersonation during this. Yeah. Like, play the Gribbletastic thing. Gribbletastic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, that is... Like he's definitely like trying to do a Rogan thing, right? Sounds I wonder like if it. Rogan was the first choice for this. Uh, I don't know. There's a there's a couple different casting options that are out there. Nothing nothing too much. Uh, we'll talk about um, Seth Green's weird casting because he's the face actor and he's the body actor for the child mm. main character. But they were after the first trailer dropped and people. They actually went through and uh, like replaced him. Yeah. Yeah. With with Seth Robert Dusky. Yeah, Seth Dusky. I wonder what else he's known for. Mister Popper's Penguins, Alvin and Chipmunks, Chipwreck, Top, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days. It's really weird. It, it's it's weird because that kid looks like Seth Green a lot, except his eyes are massively oversized. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. Huh. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, did you, I like that Mindy Sterling is the alien like <laughs> counselor lady? So it's like kind <laughs> of a little awesome powers reunion. Yeah, and she did it really well. Otherwise, I mean, you can't understand what she's saying most of the time. Yeah, you she only speaks English like close to the end yeah. when they finally get the translator on her. But you you listen to her and you can't mistake her for anybody else. No, yeah. I love it. in the club. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I like Mindy Sterling. Hell yeah. But anyway, uh, Joan Cusick in the beginning of this film, great performance. I gotta, I gotta give it to her. Even that little bit, just playing like kind of like the stressed out mom situation. She did a great job, and she did the body work and she did the facial work. And one of the few performances in the movie that actually is somewhat good, in my opinion, is Joan Cusack's character. Oh, yeah. She's at the beginning. We get an emotional scene of her being disappointed. And then later on, we get probably the only scene in the movie that I was like a fan of. And that was the death of her child almost scene where she sacrifices her life to save him. Which, by the way, this movie is fucking dark. Kids it film. gets really super. I mean, it it is it has hints of darkness the entire time, but goddamn, that whole section there is. Well, like, yeah, there's really the, dark. The, that's dark. There's they're killing moms. They've killed a mom already. We know this because we met. Yeah, Gribble. Uh, there's a firing squad at one point, and we see like the scorch mark remains of the black, uh, previous people they've killed. Yeah, 
I mean, it's pretty fucking dark. Also, the 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 baby boys get sent down uh, to be raised by the adult men aliens, right? Yeah. And then he's like, hey, you guys need to go down there and take care of them because there's not going to be anybody there for them. But then they come back and help. So that means that no one's t- no one took care of those babies. <laughs> so that's messed up. I mean, you got to figure that the uh, the men down in the garbage heap were babies at one point. They probably just got thrown. They were probably honestly thrown away, thrown into the garbage, and they survived and were able to build a tribe. You that know? dance a lot and hug. Yeah. Yeah. Half of this movie is people falling. Yeah. Mom, she vacuums vacuum. <laughs> yeah. And I you know, I got about three sentences into that. You know, she feeds me, she vacuums, she tucks me in. And I'm I, I'm I literally say out loud, you honestly think that they are understanding a word coming out of your dumbass mouth? Well, it's also a Come moment on. that's kind of funny uh character wise because it took the kid all of that to realize that his mom loves him. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's like, she does all these chores for me. She takes care of me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why. And you're a little prick. Yeah. Right. Who was like, I hate you. And I wish you weren't my mom. And I'm like, come on, you fucking idiot. You figure it out. And then he's like, Oh wait, just cause she loves me. It's like, yeah, no fucking duh. You jerk. He's a jerk. I, this kid's a fucking jerk. Yeah. And Gribble's sure. a jerk, too, by the way. The alien women, like, maybe they're right. <laughs> maybe men are pieces of shit and they should be thrown away. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, man. So the kid fell from the garbage chute earlier. He falls, like, 100 feet uh-huh. onto garbage and is fine, which they excuse away with gravity. And you're like, okay, it's gravity. Sure. Okay, whatever. But then every other time in the film, they're falling less than that. And he's like terrified. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're fine. You know, you're going to survive the fall. You've, you've survived every other one. Right. And, and they, not... they fall 10 times conservatively in this film. Yeah. It, it, honestly, in my opinion, it's not even the fact that he fell like God knows 100 feet. It's how many things he fucking collided with on the way down. You can't tell me one of those things didn't have a sharp ass angle in it. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's all a bunch of scrap metal and stuff. <laughs> Could have gotten Well, there's like darker. vats of vol- like molten metal everywhere, yeah. Yeah, just roll into one of those. The floor is lava. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire time I watch this, I, the first, the, what came, kept coming to mind is, this is really odd that this is animated. It just feels like it doesn't need to be animated. And apparently it originally wasn't going to be, hmm. but Zemeckis like kind of forced it, because this is during the era where Zemeckis was obsessed with this animation this style. Uncanny Valley, uncomfortable ass animation style. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I like in this one, they're like, we're going to fix the problems we made in well, a movie we liked, Christmas Carol. Yeah. By making their eyes larger and more cartoony to make them more cartoony, but it just makes them more terrifying. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Cause now they're just peering into my soul with much larger eyeballs. <laughs> It's still just it's uncomfortable. Your brain is not equipped to handle looking at what you know is a digital image and thinking that it's a real person because they're mocap. Oh, no, yeah. So all their facial expressions are fantastic. Well, and there's little things that 
there's little things with this technology that bother me. Like they, even on an imperfect character like Gribble, right? He is supposed to be dirty. He's supposed to be kind of gross, but then they give him like nice teeth and he's symmetrical and his arms are built nice. And it's like, you're taking away the imperfections of a human and especially on a character who's 100% supposed to be imperfect. And it really shows more and more of it just not being natural. Uh, his his head thing is too tight. He It doesn't have any room where ears would be or <sighs> any rise up where hair would be because it was just lazy animation. His body's just built odd. And then the kid is in clothes never fall right hands never grab things right and it's like listen we're just not there yet you know we're getting there and we're gonna be there but we're not there yet so zemeckis you just need to fucking chill out man and stop it and this is like the third of these in a row that he did and then he stopped after this for a while which thank Thank god God. (laughs) yeah so i don't know i really don't have a lot to say about this and i hate this episode being so short but like the the only thing we're talking about is how sexy that fucking alien is. <laughs> like we could go into issues with space and the math on Mars, like we did with John Carter, but just listen to John Carter, cut that bit, put it in here. And there you go. It's going to be the same conversation basically. So did, uh, after Disney, uh, viewed a, after the executive viewed a rough cut of this one, it was so bad that they decided to close down the studio that made it. <laughs> Image Movers yeah. Digital. Uh, that's 450 people. It cost Disney $80 million in severances and restructuring to close that Jesus. down. And that was less than to keep it running. Um, they were also working on another film called The Yellow Submarine. Uh, it was supposed to be a remake with the same mocap technology. Uh, thank God. Like of the that, Beatles? Yeah. So that So that wouldn't have happened. Uh, thank God. Good. Uh, that cost them $96 million in a right The Yellow down. Submarine, that animated film, exists at a very particular point in time where that animation was perfect for what was happening. Yeah. Like, you can't just move that and go, here it is. It's like if someone went in and digitally remastered Snow White to be smoother and look better, it wouldn't, it wouldn't look right. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, th- those things exist and that's part of the charm of it yep and like i said Uh, um studios right word is that uh john carter of mars lost the of mars because of this movie they wanted to uh disney wanted to distance uh john carter from mars knees moms uh this is our third mars movie uh john John Carter, carter this mission to mars mission to mars and yeah, so I think our third Mars movie. Mm. I don't know if there's another one. I haven't looked. I don't think I think Red Planet actually did well, so I don't think we're gonna do that Red one. Red Planet was the one that did well out of the two Mission to Mars and Red Planet. Yeah, and then uh, Total Recalls technically a Mars. We're not gonna do that because that movie was a success too. Yeah, I think um, Mission to Mars did well. Wait a minute, was Mission to Mars the one we did? Yes. Yeah. See, they're so close together. Mission to Red Mars Planet. is the one with the killer robot. Red Planet is the yeah. one with. Wait. Oh fuck! Now you got me questioning myself. 
Yeah, they're so. Which close one had Gary Sinise in it? No, it's it's uh, Mission to Mars. I believe is the one um, that did well. Yes, because Red Planet is the one that had Val Kilmer. I think. Yes. Okay, so Red Planet's the yes, one. Yes, I was did. backwards. Mission to Mars is the one that did well. Mission to Mars was yeah. Gary Sinise, um, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, um, the weird Q-tip aliens. Uh, Don Cheadle's in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's where the storms and stuff kill him at the beginning, and then yep. it's that face on Mars that we saw, and it's all about it being a thing. Exactly. As opposed to uh, Red Planet, which is about uh, Val Kilmer being so cool and a robot killing people. Yeah. Terror- also, terraforming Mars. Bugs that fart flammable gas. <clears throat> which sounds like a better premise, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a great film. <laughs> no. This was not a great film either. I mean, no. you know what? Yeah. We'll talk about that when we get to that section, right? Yeah. <sighs> God damn. So, did I fall asleep? Did Brandon fall asleep? No. But. Wow. Okay. It's not because of lack of trying. <laughs> it's because I watched this film while working. Oh, nice. So I couldn't fall asleep. Well, I could, but <laughs> the repercussions would be much greater. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not great. Uh, just unnecessary feeling. Is that? I guess that's the best way to put it. It just felt like everything in this movie has been done better by other films. Makes sense, except for the aliens' cheeks. Oh no, those cheeks are perfect. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't bad looking. Is she's cute too? Like she's real cute. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> they definitely like made her as cute and appealing as possible. Right? I think they were just trying. That was to, a like... lot. That was like a conscious. She's decision. so much better looking than every other Martian. Yeah, that was a conscious ass decision. Thank you very oh, much. Oh no, they animators. wanted. Come on. They wanted a thirst trap Martian. They wanted that. Wow. They wanted you to be in the role of Gribble and be like, God damn. So, okay, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six rows down Google, I, I search Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> Mars Needs Moms, so dummy thick <laughs> on talking about her oh, key. God. <laughs> uh, it's a whole thing, man. There's a whole, I mean, I, like, I rule I 34. It, it didn't take me long to, like, I'm like, holy shit. What is this yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, Hello. She's like cool anti government. There's so many shots of her from behind too. Yeah. Like no, you know they, that they, they you know it. You know did. it. Like when she has the gun and she's like aiming at them, they're like, oh, make sure to linger on that behind shot for a while. Right. And they're like, why? Why are we lingering? And they're like, oh, I see why we're lingering. Everybody loves cake. Because Mars needs moms, and I'll tell you what, I'm gonna give Mars. I'm going to make Mars a mob, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So that's uh, the weird thirst trap Mars needs moms. Uh, so let's play our favorite game, Five Degrees of Joe Morton. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Joe Morton. Joe Morton, Joe Morton, Joe Morton, Joe Morton. 
one's my turn. <clears throat> All right. So I used uh, Dan <clears throat> Fogler. All right. And I went Fogler to Johnny Depp and Fantastic Beasts. Not well, we know where this is going. And Depp to Joe in 1999's The Astronaut's Wife. <laughs> yeah, man, all right. Perfect, perfect, perfect game, perfect game. You win, even though I also had it, too. Uh, I had Dan Fogler as well. He was in the uh, Slap On, by the way, because it's actually quite funny. Balls of Fury. Oh, God, yeah. So good. Where one of the international police that's in that movie is played by Robert Patrick, who is also in Terminator 2 as the T-1000. And, of course, as our intro would tell you, so was Joe Morton in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. I also had it too, but since you got it to Astronaut's Wife, that's a winner, you know. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, that... Before you know what, we, we should right into the next one. This this is a short episode, guys. Sorry, the movie is just it, it's quick, it's fast, it's short. That's a nice part about the film. Uh, should it bomb? But I hope the movie Old fails as good as I hope it does. But that doesn't make any fucking sense, Brandon. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it deserves it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah. love everyone involved. Like, yeah. I, I love Seth Green. I love Dan Fogel. I love Jim Cusack. I like these people. I like Mindy Sterling. But yeah, 100%. This movie yeah. is done better a billion times by a billion other films. Everything in it. If you want a classic, some, They Stole My Mom, there's so many better films to watch than this. If you want the classic Kid on an Alien Planet or anything like that, there, it's just all of it's been done and been done so much better and less creepy yeah, it's, and less thirsty. It's, <laughs> it's creepy, it's thirsty, and honestly, it's. I'm glad I decided to watch this by myself without the children because – it's oh, yeah? fucking dark for kids, man. Oh, that. Oh, that part. Okay. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, my, yeah. One of my yeah. daughters is kind of dark side of the force, and she's just like meh for everything. It wouldn't have affected her in any way. But the young you, one, you wouldn't want. You wouldn't have to explain what a firing squad was to uh, uh to the older one. No, she would understand <laughs> everything. The younger one, holy crap, she would have been a river of fucking tears for the entire goddamn oh, movie. It, and it's all about like parental love, which is like a thing that triggers kids pretty badly, you know. Yeah. So that's rough, man. As a parent, do not. I, I could tell you right now, unless your children are like maybe eleven, twelve years old, maybe don't watch this with them. Even if you're curious, like watch it for yourself first. To make <laughs> and you'll decision. be curious because everyone's gonna want to go out and search key. Yeah. And Marcy's moms. Yeah. See how dummy thick she is. Yeah, just you know, don't scroll too Ugh. far. <laughs> just thinking about Gribble's big, fat, sweaty body on top of her. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's an image I don't need. Yeah. But it's in my head forever now. It is Mars lower gravity. That is not Gribble tastic. Acrobatics. Gribble tastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Call me mommy. Oh uh, God. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, Oh, I, I I will give it this credit. Thank you for being in tight 90 minutes. Yeah, that's true. It didn't take very long. So that was good. Yeah. Also, thanks for the tight clothing on Key, oh, if you know what I mean. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse. 
What is next week's <sighs> film? My father, he went to see the band leader. But the band leader said no. So the next day, my father went to see him. Only this time with Luca Brasi. And within an hour, he signed a release. That, of course, was from Godfather 1972, one of the greats. Uh, and our next movie, also great, maybe, who knows? It's on our list, probably not. 2016's The Great Wall. Oh. It's got to be good. It's got great right in the title. Right? This is what I'm thinking, and it's Mitt Damon. Oh, this is a white savior movie, huh? Um. Yes. Right. I don't know what nationality his character is, but seeing as... as I mean, are, he's a white dude. Well, we know that much. Yeah. He's some brand of white. <laughs> uh, so uh, we've done a white savior film here before, haven't we? I don't know. Not 13th Warrior. Oh, uh, that Ronin film. Oh, um, 47 Ronin. 47 Ronin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I like Matt Damon. I know Pedro Pascal's in it. Pedro Pascal's good stuff. Well, you know, my my thing is... I know the movie was made for China. It wasn't made for here, so that should be interesting. Yes, that is for sure. Uh, My thing is, uh, the the Great Wall of China, uh, that separates uh, Mongolia and China, I believe, right? I'm not crazy. I'm not stupid. Not, Not technically, but it was made to keep the mongolians out for okay. the most part so not just mongolians because the wall the wall started being built for a certain purpose and over the years every time a new uh, uh person came in and took over they build onto the wall so every like 20 to 30 year reign there would be more added to the wall uh but the wall was built in like 20 years and then over the next 1500 years it just kept getting built up more and more to where it's at now Gotcha. Um, there has been multiple invaders that it was built to keep out, but the most common one is the Mongolians. Gotcha. So the Mongols. Yeah. So I, I'm just I, he could he I mean he wouldn't be a white guy if he was Mongolian, right? No. I don't think he's Mongolian. No. So I'm, I'm sure they'll explain it away and somehow jam a yeah. white person in there. I'm sure. That's Pedro what these Pascal's movies do. in this movie too. Not a white guy. Not a white guy. <laughs> is he Guatemalan? He is the no. uh Oscar Isaac is Guatemalan. Yeah. No, Pedro Pascal is um um oh gosh, is it South American? Chile? Chilean. Uh, he's mm-hmm. Chilean. Yeah. You're right. As okay. soon as you I said Chile, so. I was like, Yeah, he's Chilean. I I thought he was. Yeah, because Oscar Isaac is, is Guatemalan, he's Chilean. Yeah, and Diego Luna is Mexican mm. from Andor. Because yeah. uh I know this because we are talking about um who should uh play oh, if they if they yeah. did remake Princess Bride, who should play Inigo Montoya? That's right. And uh Diego Luna is my choice. I just think he's great. Sure. So cool. Sp- speaking of Princess Bride, Jesse. Mm. What are you watching? So uh what's watching? Do I know they're bad? Yes, I know they're bad. Do I accept Sorry. that they're bad? Yes, I accept that they're bad. 1999's The Astronaut's Wife. Well, I haven't been watching a whole lot. I've been very busy. Um, I am still trying to finish. I'm working my way through um, your suggestion, The Legend of Vox Machina. Mm, good choice, good choice, uh, if you good like choice. Dungeons and Dragons and cartoons that aren't meant for children, 
check it out. It's fucking hilarious. So it, it's so endearing too. Yeah. You just you learn to love every character too. It's fantastic. Um, and then the uh, the book, the audio book that I will suggest today because you know that's a thing that I do. Um, is a book called uh, named "Soon I Will Be Invincible" hmm. by Austin Grossman. Um, All right. Basically, it is told from the um, viewpoint. It's a story of yeah, you know, basically like a uh, a superhero movie. From the moment the bad guy gets a plan to the moment he enacts a plan and the good guys come to beat him and all this different stuff. But it's told from the viewpoint of a new recruit into the group of superheroes and the bad guy himself. And it makes you root for the bad guy, which I absolutely love in a story. When you have so such a is, good bad guy that you is like. the new recruit the bad guy or it's no, it's the, told it's from two, two different, different perspectives po- two different perspectives oh interesting okay okay yeah so, all right and uh, yeah so it's uh, soon I will be invincible and uh, always the, like a good superhero the auto audio book is good uh, it is a you know regular book too if you are not into that um, so you have uh, the first character's name is Doctor Impossible. Uh, evil genius, would-be world conqueror, languishes in prisons, shuffling through the cafeteria line with ordinary criminals. He wonders if the smartest man in the world has done the smartest thing he could with his life. After all, he's lost every battle he's ever fought, but this prison won't hold him forever. And then the other character you get to follow around is Fatal, half-woman, half-high-tech warrior, used to be an unemployed cyborg. Now she's a rookie member of the world's most famous super team, the Champions. But being a superhero is not all flying cars and planets in peril. She learns that the locker rooms and dive bars of superherodom, the men and women, even mutants behind the masks, are as human as anyone. It's it's kind of like a it's kind of a drama. It's got some okay. action, some some good characters. So yeah. So uh, who's the what's the Superman analog's name? Oh God, I don't remember. There's always one. There yeah, is there is one. Um, I don't I don't remember his name. But I mean, he's the leader of the group, obviously. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what it's gonna be. Soon I will be invincible. Hmm. Yeah. Looking at the cover art and everything, I always like to pull up the books whenever you talk about them. Yep. And it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's really good. I like it. Core fire, by the way. Core fire. Okay. Yep. That's that. That rings a bell. Hmm. They're actually talking about converting it over into a. Uh, it would be a good movie, or TV show. It's it, believe it or not, it's done plays of this. I believe it, like theater plays. Yeah, musical uh, musical adaptations. I believe it because it's it's hmm. a very well written novel, uh, and it's 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 very good. I've listened to it uh, a couple different times. So yeah, interesting. Soon I will be invincible. Well, that's what okay. I, that's what I'm doing, and what I'm suggesting. Sounds good. Sounds you? fun. What are you watching? Uh, what am I watching? Great question, Jesse. Uh, let's see. So this is gonna be a busy time of the year where I'm gonna see a lot of movies. Uh, I'm just gonna kind of point out one uh, week to week, and it's gonna because we record in advance. Sometimes it's not gonna line up to what the big release is, but I'll try to like, you know, get there because I do see most of the big releases. Um, I did recently see John Wick 4, oh, and I got to say, 
for the fourth film in a franchise, it's fucking great, man. Good. I can't it wait. might be better than two and three. Oh, I can't wait. It is a blast. I uh, it and just like maybe not as much as two, but it starts out fast and never fucking slows down. Awesome. Two is two is definitely faster paced because that movie like. There's no walking in that film. It's running from yeah, point A sure. to point Z. But in this one, like, there's a couple scenes where we have, like, some extended dialogue. But, like, for the most part, this movie is just off the rails, man. It is crazy. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I highly suggest it for anybody that's seen the John Wick films. They're, they're into action films. I won't spoil anything here, but um, just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, on, I did watch a new show. Uh, I got through. There's like six episodes. They're short, like 20 minutes each. So I got through the whole thing in two nights. Agent Elvis. It's on Netflix. And it is about Matthew McConaughey as Elvis. <laughs> now it is an animated thing. Oh, and well, he is a, that's even cooler. <laughs> yeah, he is a spy for a secret spy organization that's ran by Don Cheadle. And... uh like they're trying to figure out like some Nazi situations and some and Charles Manson shows up and their tech guy is Howard Hughes and it's played by Jason Manzukis. And Johnny it's Nazi just a, it's a really funny comedy. It's agent Elvis. It's if you go in expecting something good, like something like with like a lot of quality and like depth to it, you're not going to get it from this. This is oh, dumb. Sure. It's super dumb. Like, if you want something with deep story where you're going to connect to the characters, watch Fox Machina. If you want something dumb that's just kind of like a series of dumb jokes, Elvis has a monkey with the gun that yeah. is like, like was a space monkey. Yeah, yeah. It Archer was a, it was, more, but yeah. Yeah. That's how, how it, it was. It's quite good. Uh, awesome. But yeah, Agent Elvis, quick to get through not too many episodes and Lisa Marie or no Priscilla is Priscilla, actually yeah. played by Priscilla in it. That's cool. Caitlin Olson, Matthew McConaughey, Johnny Knoxville. Oh yeah. Johnny Knoxville is uh, his best friend. Uh, oh, what's Bobby the guy's Ray. name? Bobby Ray. Who's a real person who like did all the stand-ins for Elvis for movies and stuff when Elvis was too busy. So that's funny. Uh, Caitlin Olson is the female lead in it. She's like an insane, she's a spy, but she's, Kind of demented. She's interesting and fun. Yeah, CC Ryder. Huh. Oh yeah, she's uh. Oh, what's the character's name? I can't remember now. CC Ryder. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Niecy Nash is also in the show. Oh, she is. Uh, and I got Birdie. confused. Birdie, yeah, Birdie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and if you know anything about Elvis, good. Birdie was like uh, the family. Man, it's. It's really hard to talk about Elvis without kind of mentioning things that sound really terrible. <laughs> but there was like a caretaker for Elvis and his family. And it was a black woman and her name was Birdie. And by all accounts, she was happy. But there is a lot of like. How happy like can you hired be? worker shit behind it? That's kind of uncomfortable. But, you know, whatever they 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 completely gloss over any negative aspect of Elvis in this. Oh, He's just a hero trying to save the United States. Of course. Elvis trades his jumpsuit for a jetpack when he joins a secret spy program to stop villains from destroying the world. Takes him a while to get that jetpack, by the way. But he awesome. uh, he talks about it constantly. He's like, when am I get one of them jetpacks? 
Uh, and then my musical choice. Uh, these are some guys I saw live. They are a little different from the last ones because I kind of was I, kind of some somber, somber stuff coming up in the last few episodes. This is much more upbeat, um, very haphazard. So if you like a lot of like uh, unity with your music, this may not be for you. It's just a lot of happy sounds and fun lyrics. They're called the Tune Yards, T-U-N-E, Yards. And I suggest the song Water Fountain to get into them. Uh, it's just got a it's got a real catchy uh, hook to it. It's just kind of bright and poppy and fun. But uh, it's one of those songs that you'll put in a playlist and you won't think about it. You'll hear it two or three times, kind of like not even listening. And then all of a sudden you're singing along with it every time it comes on. You know, Check and I, I sing it every time it comes on and I even make jokes. I'll be like, no water in the water fountain. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just one of those songs. It's just like, it's really fun. So yeah, that's my suggestion. Very nice. So anyway, awesome. Uh, looks like, uh, oh, uh, Chu Chow is going to keep TikTok around. He's not going to get it knocked out anytime soon. So you can find me on TikTok. Uh, I'm Brando Supreme. And Jesse, where can we find all the other great things that you and I are doing and planning for and all that? Yeah, one of these days I'll get on the Tiki Talk, but not yet. However, you can I've been find... inactive lately because yeah. I had I had some dental surgery done and uh just been out of it last couple weeks. Oh, I'm sure. Um you can go to boxofficebombsquad.com and uh, look us up and see all the the various places and niches and corners of the internet that we hide in. Um <laughs> I still haven't figured out exactly what the new Anchor.fm analogy is. I believe it's a podcast. If you go to Anchor.fm, it redirects you. This but is going to be like when I was trying to teach people my mammoth <laughs> login, you know, so they could follow it's, me on mammoth. Yeah. It's going to be Jesse going, oh, it was Anchor. Uh. <laughs> it was Anchor.fm. If you go there, it does redirect you. It's podcasters.spotify.com. Honestly, just look for us everywhere you can find your podcasts. Uh, you know, we're on everything. If you have a podcast app, we're probably on there. Just search for us. Um, we're big and important like that. So, you know, there's a place at the bottom where you can give us money. Yay, I'm big and important. <laughs> at least half of that's right. You the man, Whip. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. You want laser raptors? Because that's how you get laser raptors. I hate you know so much. Place is amazing. <laughs> it's gribble tastic. You have got to stop saying that. You sound gribble ridiculous.